Hello and welcome to This Woman's Work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do and the paths that have led them to where they are today. I am here today with Frances. Hi Frances. Hello. Could you tell the listener what it is you do for a living? So at the moment, I currently um, run and own a shop, an interiors and homeware shop in um, Kingsbridge, South Devon. Which is where we are today. Yeah, with an online shop as well, which came first, actually. Um, Yes, I'm online and bricks and mortar. And what's the split with online and bricks and mortar? I would say it's working out. It's only been a year in the shop, but so far it's looking about 50-50, to be honest, which is quite... um, pleasantly surprising for the shop yeah yeah because I thought it would be more online but the shop is really holding its own um Fantastic. yeah yeah so about 50 50 okay so um I obviously I know the answer to all of these questions but let's go all the way back to little Diddy Francis <laughs> school and college what were you like what were you good at what were you not good at school etc yeah um I was always quite arty I think I was quite arty. My mum was a big painter, so that was always there. Um, I was quite well behaved, maybe a little bit, quite sort of quirky, I guess, but um, quite quiet, a um, bit unconfident, really. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't know what I wanted to, to be. <laughs> no, I didn't have a clue. Um, I'm fair, I don't think I did at school. And then did you have any more of a clue at college? Well, I took a year out because I did better in my A-levels than I thought I would. So I took a year out. So what A-levels did you do then? I did, what did I do? I did RE, which was oh, like debating, okay. yeah. history, you know, religion, is it real or not? Um, what else did I do? History and um, French. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you, there's no instant job calling for Not those really, A-levels. no, and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, something to do with filming back then, but I was very unconfident that I could get into like a, a London film school. I just didn't think oh. that I'd be good enough in a way, which is, right. I don't know. I think because we lived up right in rural Cumbria and, you know, it's very sort of countryfied. Yeah. Um, and the thought of going to London and selling yourself and saying, yes, I can make films. Um, I'd be amazing at it. <laughs> yes, it was just quite scary. So, yeah, I bottled it, took a year out, did an art foundation, which is um, really good, yeah, yeah. good fun. And then had another year out because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then did a, ended up doing a degree in Lincolnshire, um, which is how we met because I ended up in Stamford. Yeah. Um, doing it was a historic and contemporary decorative craft so it was learning skills like glass fusing gilding um ceramics uh woodworking very sort of practical yeah um, stained glass um it was amazing really cool degree i did not know you did yeah yeah so i did that and again didn't really know what i wanted to do (laughs) um didn't really want to go off and be a crafty maker because i just thought there's not going to be any money in it yeah. and you know I wasn't really really sold on the idea so I ended up doing teach training um did design technology a year PGCE that that's was when I met you were a secondary school yeah, teacher that's and we were right. all just like oh my gosh yeah that's yeah. like not for the faint-hearted is no it? I don't know why teacher. I ended up doing secondary because I was quite you know I was quite a sort of reserved person but um I think that was really good because it got me um 
Well, it sort of built my confidence a bit, yeah, and got over some of the sort of fear of, you know, talking in public and standing up. And, um... But surely that's quite a good... I mean, my kids, both of them, girl and boy, have always loved CDT. Yeah, kids no, it's a great subject. Loved, it's yeah. like kids' favourite subject. It was so a lovely actually, subject, yeah. So yeah. you were probably like the cool teacher, weren't you? Yeah, no, it was. It was good because and the kids that would mess around in math, say, or French, yeah. when they get to your lesson, they might still mess around a bit, but they've got freedom to move around and yeah. be creative and make stuff, you know, and use their hands and... Um, so it was a really, it was really good. And I ended up doing that for 10 years. Yeah. I was secondary for 10 years, yeah, in a couple of different schools. Got to head a department in one um, and then had my own kids yeah. while I was teaching. Yeah. So that was the teaching bit, 10 years. And did you go back after to teaching I after both did, kids? I did, yes. Yeah, I had maternity leave and went back part time. Um, but it was after having kids that, I sort of fell out of love with the teaching a bit because it's such a rigid job, you know, the hours are fixed, yeah. the holidays are fixed. And I was also getting a bit fed up with the, um, which is ironic because I'm now in a shop, but at the time I didn't like driving to and from the same place of work every single day. Yeah, um, I just felt really itchy feet, you know, Yeah, want to do something else. Um, so you did? So I did. So in maternity leave, I... Um, was just sort of, you know, racking my brains. What could I do? And uh, kind of ended up coming back to the the filming idea, which I had, you know, when I was 18. I'd always had cameras on the go. Um, and, yes, sort of stumbled across the wedding film idea. Looked at a few, because I thought wedding films were really naff, but I found a few kind of like new wave people with had new cameras that looked amazing. And um, I found some Canadian companies that were doing these incredible films um, and thought, yeah, I'll give that a go. So um, on maternity leave, I learned how to edit. I had a sort of final cut instruction book. When the kids were napping, I'd just sit there editing all this pretend footage and um, wow. so learned how to use the software on maternity leave. And then um, I think it was with the second Zoe when I was on maternity leave with her. That's when I set up um, the wedding business. And um, And did you... Because in my head, in my memory, but I, maybe I've completely fabricated the story. And if I have, why? <laughs> it's just so random. That you went to a particular company and asked them to sort of train you in their style. I had half a day with yeah. a company in the UK. Yeah, I found someone who's already established doing similar kind of films that I liked and just went to them. Um, didn't really learn a lot, to be honest. But, um, you know, it was just... It was good. Good to make contacts. I found making contacts very useful. So yeah. um, lots of networking, wedding blogs I got friendly with. And um, I think it was just a really good time to get into the market with these new cameras because it completely changed the way wedding films looked. Oh, yeah. You know, they weren't this horrible VHS sort of big, massive shoulder camera. Oh, nice. They had these tiny little photography cameras um, and the footage looked amazing. And people just there, they loved it. So uh, I know, you know I, I hit just, it at the right time. You did, and I, well, not for me though. It's where well, I'm no. going with this because, oh right, yeah, obviously. Yes. Oh yes, you were married before, so it was it was really good, and, and it took off quite quickly. It didn't took it? off really quickly. I got a couple of really nice weddings, one at Claridge's very early on, and another one somewhere posh, and I just sort of fell into that bracket of high end weddings quite yeah. quickly with people with lots of money and. Um, yeah, it kind of went, you went abroad and everything with yeah, it. Yeah, over you? the I think I did that for ten years. I think it was eleven years, and I've been America, Seychelles, North Africa, all around Europe, 
um, India, Egypt. It's been, it's been mental. It just yeah. went crazy. Yeah, it's been it? everywhere. And it's been absolutely fantastic. It's been brilliant. And I've met so many, you know, the people that you meet that you would have never have met just staying in Stamford or yeah. Kingsbridge or whatever. You know, yeah. you're seeing all these crazy people every weekend in different countries, different venues, working with photographers every weekend, musicians. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Say, it's really, like... really fun and really exciting. Yeah. And um, yes, it just sort of didn't really have a plan, but it just took off. And um, and then the more you do it, the more you get, because you're getting referred from your past Constantly, couples. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you build up relationships with photographers and wedding planners and they use you, they sort of keep coming back to you. So, um, yeah. But there was, was only you, I guess, wasn't it? It was just me, yeah. And occasionally I'd have a second, you know, employ an assistant to help with the shooting. Maybe but three. what I mean is, there's only you to do it, so there's only yeah. so many you can do. Yes, so oh yeah, yeah, yes, that's what you mean. Yes, occasionally I would, um, when it was really busy a couple of years ago, actually pre-COVID, there would be certain weekends where I'd hire like a B team to uh, film for me. Right. Um, which, but that. Or you do the editing. I would, but right. it very quickly becomes a lot of work. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's very time consuming, the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be in the summer, you'd be away pretty much every weekend somewhere abroad filming or in the UK. And then in the week, you're editing all week. Friday night, again, you're off to the next wedding weekend. Yeah. Um, so it's quite full on. Yeah. Yeah. Long days, long filming days. And away a lot. And away a lot. Yeah. So. So it, you and Chris, obviously, were just a, a unit then, weren't you? He sort of. At the time, scale his stuff back. To, well, no, no. We at the time we had a period where we were both abroad all the time. So we'd literally, I think there was one scenario where we passed on the M4 or something <laughs> to go. One of them was one of us was going off, the other was coming home wow. in time to pick the kids up from school. And it was just it was yeah. a bit like that at times. And it was, yeah, you know, earning lots of money, but it was quite stressful at times. Yeah, and I think um, it kind of naturally lockdown kind of came at a good time because I was feeling a bit fed up with it and thinking, what can I do next? And lockdown made you stop. It did make um, you stop. But before that, you'd already moved down here. Though, we'd moved you? down here, yeah. yeah so what made both. that move then? Just to be by the sea. You yeah. know, I'd lived here, um, had a year, one of my year outs when I was 20, 21 or something, was down here. Wow. I just loved it um, and always wanted to come back. Be by the sea. And you, with both of your jobs, you could, could Yeah, you? yeah. So once I'd given up the teaching, was doing weddings, that could be anywhere. Yeah. Chris had gone freelance. So, yeah, we moved down when the kids were still quite little, still at primary school. So, um, yeah, made the move. And it's just been brilliant. It's been really good. Wow. Yeah. Just more travelling, though, because obviously a lot of my weddings are in London and airports. and Yeah. So it did add on a bit more travel time, but um, worth it for when you're here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then COVID lockdown happened then. COVID lockdown, yeah. So all the weddings just, that whole industry just stopped did, literally yeah. overnight. Everything was cancelled. So the whole industry was just sort of going, oh my God, you know, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a time where a lot of people just, they left the profession or they set up other businesses. Some of them rode it out. Um, but yes, it was a it was a good time for me because it just gave me that, because the problem is with the weddings, you're so busy for so long, you just don't have time to think about what else to do. Yeah. You know, you can't put in a start another business because there is no time. There's not enough hours. So no. this gave you the time. Um, and uh, yes, I'd kind of 
gone back to the whole thing of done the filming, but in the background, actually, I forgot to mention when I was 18, I started a course in interior design. Of course um, you did. Yes, <laughs> I forgot about that, but it wasn't quite what I wanted to do. And then I went on to do my degree in more practical stuff. Um, but yes, but the interior design thing was always there. You know, I loved doing our own houses. We refurbed a few. You and, have, um, yeah. Yes, and that love of just, I don't know, just design and aesthetics for things was yeah. always there. So kind of thought about the idea of opening up a homewares interiors shop. And, online. Um, online, just, yeah. Just because there were no shops running, you know, no shops opening lockdown. And it was too scary a thought to just go, yeah, I'm going to open a shop on the high street. So um, I did it but online. Got no, had you got any experience in nope, retail then? Nothing, absolutely Cause, nothing. Because I'm, I'm guessing most of this is imported. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been a massive... From um, quite far away. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I had to learn how to... Well, I think basically it was um, having the idea and then thinking about how you do it. And I don't know, for some reason, I think I can do anything <laughs> when it comes to it. setting up a business, which is probably really foolish. But I just thought, yeah, I can do that. So I um, just, yeah, got myself a Shopify um, shop and did my template, set my website up. And then started thinking about what kind of products I wanted. <laughs> buy some stuff. Yeah, got to go buy some it. stuff. And uh, like the whole Scandi thing. I wanted it to be sustainable. I knew that. Yeah. I wanted it to be ethical. I didn't want any mass-produced stuff from, you know, China. Yeah. Cheap and nasty. So it had to be nice quality stuff. So, yeah, I just did loads and loads of research. Um, got in with a couple of companies who let me have accounts with them. And then just started importing stuff. And then this was all about six months before Brexit, which was really cool. I know, it all yeah, came. really cool. So I had to navigate through the whole Brexit thing and importing when I just literally didn't know what I was doing, yeah. but um, somehow managed it. But in many it. ways, was that better, do you think? Because you almost didn't know the old way. Or you kind of st- started to I had a bit of both. You. Yeah, I yeah. had a bit of both. It was, it was really stressful when Brexit happened because I don't want this to get too political, but... Um, yeah, it was. Because you'd ring up HMRC and say, you know, what do I put on this form? And they, I literally had a couple saying, we don't really know. No. We're not sure yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like that. Um, but yeah, anyway. I mean, I was working for a big corporation at the time, <clears throat> you know, a retailer, online retailer, and they had that. Everybody yeah. was, at, no everybody one knew was blind. No everybody one knew. was blind. No. And we were getting import bills, um, I think, 10 months later. I was getting import bills yeah. and stuff. That and stock was just held. Yeah, it was mental. Imports and stuff. But it? it's kind of sorted out now, so... In terms of the teacher side, let's focus mm. on that for, for then. So in terms of the process for getting qualified, mm. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Did you do... I mean, you just said you did your... P- I did a degree and then that was related because it was practical yes. to the design techno- technology. Yeah. So I did a one-year PGCE. Yeah. And in that year, you, you were at uni, it was Sheffield Hallam, and then you're off out on placement in schools. So it's really right. practical. So it was um, just a one-year? Yeah, just a one-year conversion into teaching, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's like an add-on to your degree. And what other um, subjects is that compatible for then? Because it's obviously not going to be for maths, English, I'm guessing. It, it got... is, yeah. You can do oh. PGCE in... So if you've got like degree, a maths degree, for example. Yeah, exactly. As long as your degree relates to the subject you want to teach, you just need this one-year PGCE. Um, well, wow. it was like that. I think it's. I don't think it's changed. Yeah, and it's a very practical year. So you learn about the. I can never say it. Pedagogy of education, and then you do the. Um, you know, placements in school where you actually right. learn how to teach. 
And then for this, this is literally just learning on the job, isn't it? This was learning. Well, yeah. even wedding photography. Sorry, wedding videography. Yeah. That was just... Yeah, just Other than having relevant insurances and that kind of thing and licences, you've just got to... Yeah, I, I did one for free. Um, just, you know, stuck a nut. I can't remember how I found them. Don't know. But did a couple of weddings for free just to practice. Yeah. To see, you know, I'd had all the gear. I'd done all the research of what kind of equipment I needed and sound and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, I just went and did these two weddings for free, edited them. So practicing with and real did footage. Did they have another videographer there? No, well? no, no, no. It's so just, they just me. Trusted so I think, you to... well, I think they probably weren't going to pay for one, and they oh. thought, oh, free wedding video, oh, might okay. as well. Yeah, you yeah. know, I wasn't charging them anything just in case it was a disaster. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they went all right, and then used those as my portfolio to yeah. then very quickly get more weddings, and then it, it just snowballed. It I think. Did. I think I started in November one year, did a couple for free. And then the next year, I think I'd, I'd got something like 30 weddings I in the first it, year. Yeah. It was mental. Yeah, it really was. And used wedding blogs a lot because they were massive at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Instagram and yeah, just right time, right place, I think. So when you came out of lockdown then, did you, were you still doing some weddings? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, because they all got postponed. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, <clears> so you had a back. really busy year when everything came back open. I can't remember what so year 2021. It was. It was it summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Can't yeah. remember. It's all a blur now, isn't God, it? It wasn't even that long ago. No, I know. But it <laughs> I think it was 21. And it was all the postponed weddings then, so I had all of those. And I was, I'd already set up the shop. Um, so I was fulfilling orders, you know, in the week just from home. And editing. And editing. And, and it was kind of manageable because it was, um, you know, the shop hadn't really taken off. Yeah. So it was okay. I kind of managed both. I think it was last year that um, it was really difficult doing all the weddings yeah. and the shop. Um, and then this year when I opened the physical shop, it was... Um, Another step up again. <laughs> but by then I'd started scaling back the wedding. So it's, it's that awkward transition where it was the same with the teaching and the ved- the videos. I was filming and teaching because you kind of have to do both yes. until you can fully transition yeah. to the other because you still need to earn money, you know, money to yeah. pay the mortgage or whatever every month. And it was the same with the shop and filming. I was still filming, had the shop. So I was, yeah, literally working, I don't know, every day. <laughs> evenings, days. It was um, quite full on. But um, eventually now I've got to the stage where I've filmed my last wedding, hopefully, and wow. well, fully how long ago was 100%. That? Um, it was in the summer, this summer. Wow. Yeah, August, I think. So that's all. Oh, but September. it well doesn't done. mean that you could never... I mean, you could no, the website's still there. And yeah. I've actually got another little side business with um, two friends who are wedding filmmakers and we've just got, we've got a separate website. We just concentrate on commercial... So um, we kind of do whatever we, because we're all busy with other things, we just do whatever we can when we can and we put our commercial jobs through there. So if, like, say, Prada, pick up the phone. Well, one of the ladies, she does a lot for Liberty, so she does makeup brands. Um, Another friend did Charlotte Tilbury last week um, and that's all going through that website. Yeah. So we're kind of building an amazing portfolio there. Yeah. And... One of the girls in particular is has got a lot more time to concentrate on that. So she's really, wow. you know, promoting that side of it. Me and the other girl are quite busy with other things. Yeah. So we'll dip in and out, you know. Yeah. But say next but year, I'm getting and bored of the shop. I might um, well, go and do a get bit someone more. in to run this. Well, you can. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all set up. Um, you know, I could dip it back in and do some filming that way. Okay, so what... Because... And I absolutely know you're an amazing teacher. I just know you would have been. Not that I don't definitely know, but I just know you would have been. 
And I know you're an amazing <laughs> wedding videographer because I saw that. This shop is amazing. Thank you. What is it about you that makes you amazing at everything you do? I don't think that's true. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just commit to something when it's something I really want to do. As I say, I have this probably um, misguided belief that I'm going to do it really well and be really good at it. <laughs> and but then you put the kind of, in, you back that up. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I think what I do really love is I'm a real researcher type person. So I love you know, researching ideas and yeah. where am I going to get all this stuff from? And I love the the kind of founding of an idea and making it happen. Yeah. I really love that, bringing something to life. Um, I think it's probably once it's all up and running and it's been ticking over for a couple of years, that's when I'll probably get a bit, hmm, what do I do next? <laughs> and but that's the worry that I, um, you know, hopefully I won't. Cause hopefully this will be enough to keep me, you know, because I'm constantly finding new stock. And the next thing I want to do is start travelling for stock. Oh, so well, I want to go out and yeah. see people in India and, and actually buy my own person. things. Yeah, 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 and have things made up bespoke for me. And um, So that's the next thing. You know, I'd like to do that next year. And I think that will always keep you busy. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think having done the weddings for so long where I was, you know, flying around all over the place, um, I feel like I've kind of done that. And I appreciate being more grounded at home now. Yeah. Which is quite nice. But yeah. with the option to do it every yeah. now and again. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Let's hope anyway. Otherwise, you know, in five years, I might be doing career number four. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. By the way, I think you'll be amazing at <laughs> it, even if you do. See what it is. Yeah. So... Okay, apart from being amazing, the flip side of that is what what challenges do you have then characteristics-wise that we've just talked about you maybe not kind of... Well, I, I've, I've always considered you to be very free-spirited, so mm. just, like you say, you get a bit itchy feet. Yeah, I think, think it's... I don't think that's a negative thing, so I'm wearing no. that wrongly, but I guess things that no. make this difficult yeah, or have well, made your career Probably difficult. being a bit of a micromanager, Um because I've been self-employed with very micro companies for right. 20, you know a long time now, um, so it's quite hard to delegate. I do take on too much. I think I'm getting better at that. Yeah. I've always said yes to everything, and then worried about how I was going to do it. Um, and I've kind of learned to step away from that a little bit more. Probably just getting old, <laughs> running out <laughs> less energy. <laughs> Um, so that is the thing. And yes, it's the getting the itchy feet, you know, it's the constantly needing to be mentally challenged, I think, and learning, yeah. feeling, feeling like I'm learning something new and I'm being stimulated. Yeah. Um, is if you feel a bit... Like it's all ticking over. Well, you're like, like the epitome of that saying, aren't you, that says if you... Oh, God, I don't know what the saying is now. It's something like <laughs> if you're the cleverest person in the room, you're Original. in the wrong room. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that right, saying, yeah. basically, yeah, I guess, yeah. choose your room. You need because to be challenged. You basically, if you're the funniest person in the room, again, you're in the room. You know, whatever that yeah, saying is, yeah. you're the, I think you're the epitome of that. If you, I think once you're at the top of it, you then want to go into a new room, don't you? Maybe, yeah. Of... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I think so. And that's a good thing in some ways. Oh, that's a great you know, thing. Yeah. But it's, oh. it, it is knowing your limits as well, you know, and it's weighing up. Maybe 10 years ago, I'd have thought yes you know I'm going to make 
rural is going to have like four branches and you know I'm going to be a massive company whereas well, that now I'm be kind one of my questions are you not are you considering well I don't, this is the thing I don't know I think having had the year I've just had when my mum died and yeah. you know it's really brought the I don't know what's important. It's cheesy, but it has. It's made you sort of evaluate what's important. And time. And time. Time is so precious. Do I really want to be stressing with, you know, opening up another shop? Might not yeah. make you more money. You just got more hassles, more outgoings, more staff. I don't know. I don't know. And I think in the online world, like you say, it's almost you, you're you're everywhere. You can be everywhere. You can be anyway. everywhere already. Yeah, I don't think you need to do that anymore. And um, I think there's a balance, you know, of growing a business, yeah, but not overstretching yourself and stressing yourself out for the sake of, you know, feeling like you have to grow your business. I know. You know it's fine as it is. It's making the money that I need it to make. You know, that's, that's enough, fine. really. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to be a billionaire. I don't. You know, I just wow. want to be able to go on holiday and have a comfortable life. And um, you live on a holiday. You well, yeah, live. yeah, we live. You've chosen where, where to do live you somewhere. Go on holiday. When you go on holiday, um, we where did we go? This year we went to Puglia in Italy. Yes, which you do go beautiful. to really cool places. Costa Rica the year before that. Sri Lanka. We go all over. Holidays are our yeah sort of splurge. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't really buy clothes, but you take the kids. But to go on holidays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. So what, if we take all three jobs, what was the absolute best part of teaching? Uh, Being with the kids, definitely. You know, having that interaction with them um, on a personal level, you know, I suppose. Because I think you were in the the state system, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were seeing... Yeah, real mixture from yeah, real mixture of kids, and it's um yeah, it's just having that moment with them, you know, where you can get something across to them, yeah, and you can sort of make a little connection and um feel like spark that yeah, not even a spark in the subject necessarily, but maybe a personal spark in I don't know, getting them to think about something or just cheering them up. I don't know what it was, just or feeling like making them feel proud of something if they've done a good piece of work, making them feel good about it. Um, yeah, it's definitely the the, the interaction with the kids is what I miss the most. Yeah. Or what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. Best thing about wedding videography, I mean, other than just travelling the world <laughs> with like a load of rich people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots well, of travel. Just just, yeah. Lots of travel. But just see, yeah, it was a real eye opener seeing things that I would never have got to see. Yeah. And hanging out. Well, not I'd say hanging out. I was working. They, they were hanging out. I was filming them. <laughs> You know, but seeing these people, um, just different lifestyles, different religions, you know, different ways of and life. And weddings are so bespoke, aren't they? So you almost get mm. a real personality kind of, don't you? And kind of, yeah. But it's just meeting a, a, such a mixture, a vibrant mixture of people, all ages, you know, religions, races, yeah. um, cultures. It was really fascinating and um, really enriching, definitely. I learned a lot. Yeah. You know, and you learn a lot of how to deal with people and... Um, you know, thinking kind of off the cuff because it's a live event all day and, you know, you've got to just react very quickly and you've got to, you know, from the minute you get there in the morning, you're working with a new photographer, maybe you've not met before, so you've got to suddenly make a relationship with someone, a working relationship like that, you know, otherwise the day is a nightmare. Most of the time you get lovely feedback. Um, Yeah, there's the odd one or two that want things changing, but it's very rare and, um, no, it, it was a nice feeling. It was lovely, yeah. And it's quite nice to think that, you know, in 10 years' time, they'll still be watching if they've not got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> they'll 
<laughs> still be fifty percent of them will well, still yes, be watching. Well, yes, half of them will still be watching it. They won't have deleted it. Yeah. Although maybe, maybe per- you shots- could do a bit of research about maybe when you've done that video. Yeah. It sounds it sounds so silly, doesn't it? But maybe people have invested like that in that because they've probably watched it loads as well. If you've yeah, got, I, mean, I have had people say, "I've watched it link loads. this." I yeah. know because people need to watch some of your wedding videos because they were just amazing. Hence, what I was going to learn after Mike, but. <laughs> It must just almost make you fall in love again. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you rewatch it and rewatch yeah. it, maybe your couples maybe. are going to stay yeah. married. I know a couple have split up, but I know but a lot are still together and they've had kids. And yeah. I'm friends with some of them, you know, on Facebook and stuff. We've kept wow. in contact with the early ones, especially. What do you think has been the worst, horrible word, <laughs> part of all three jobs then? So teaching... Hmm worst part is it going to be like admin it probably was yeah it was it wasn't the kids it was just no not even the parents (laughs) no I think it was just lots of admin and and just like I mentioned before the the rigidity of the hours and um yeah not having any flexibility I think was difficult that's what spoiled it um it might be different now I think that even then um when I went back after maternity leave, I asked if I could come back part-time and the headmistress at the time said, no, sorry. Whereas now they would. They'd be much more open to the idea. Well, they'd um, have to. They'd have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there was none of it, no. So I actually had to swap schools um, because I didn't want to go full-time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that was probably the worst thing of that. With the weddings, it was... Uh, I think the editing. The editing is the bit I didn't like. Yeah. Because <laughs> it um, so takes such footage. a long time and you're sitting down. I hate sitting at a desk all day. Yeah. You know, doing the same thing over and over again. It's, um, yeah, that's the hardest bit. The editing definitely was tricky. Yeah. And then and with the shop. Because um, well, obviously it's, there's two kind parts of, of it. There's the online yeah, and then there's the I mean, I do the online part. from the shop now. So I fulfil the orders from here. I just wrap them up. Brilliant. Um, so it works really well. I would say, you know, it's early days. I've only been doing it a year, but probably um, just the hours, you know, the physical commitment. Um, it's six days a week, um, 52 weeks a year, you know. Yeah. So when you have a holiday, you've got to shut the shop. Um, but that's easily fixed. You know, I just need to get staff. Yeah. I've got this lady starting well, soon. Well, you've so. got the online, so it's not like I have, but it's just fulfilling of... the orders, you know, because oh, yes, you've got to be yeah. around to do that. But but that's an easy fix, you know. I just need to get more staff yeah. so that I can take days off when I need. And, uh, you know, but and that will come. So that's probably the only negative, really. What's the strangest thing that's happened to you in all three jobs? So teaching, did anything oh, really God. odd ever happen when you were teaching? I don't know. Not did you really. do a CDT? Did someone... I feel like kids... I don't know. Oh, well, I suppose... <laughs> I don't think she'll, she won't be listening to this. There was one girl who, um, for her GCSE art, because I did a bit of art as well, and um, she did a practical piece, ceramics, and... Um, Oh yeah, this she, she she decided to make a poo basically. Oh, so her ceramic piece was a poo, sort of covered in glitter. Right. Um, I don't think it was meant to be a poo, but it, it looked like a poo. Oh, why? Right. So, yes, okay. that was her finished piece. So that was um, interesting marking yeah. that. Yeah. And the other one was um, a student who did her whole design project in the exam. Her exam paper was on um, had to be a drink 
you know, a soft drink. And uh, she was going to go Coke and Lime. That was going to be her thing. But right. she wasn't very good at spelling. So um, her drink was actually called Cock and Lime. So <laughs> <laughs> the whole GCSE project was based on Cock and Lime. Yeah. Yeah, cordial. Throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Which was... Um, which probably would yeah, sell really well. Probably really tasty, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the and wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, strange stuff yeah, with weddings. Loads of strange stuff with weddings. Oh, God. Oh, lots of it is NDA'd as well. So yeah, no, no, that's it. fine. Yeah. <laughs> what, just sort of weird things that went on? Uh, weird things that behavior, you just witnessed. Behaviour. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sort of party behaviour. Yeah. Let's just put it that way with... Um, People yes. do things that they People shouldn't doing be doing. Lots of things they shouldn't have been doing. And um You catching yeah, it on but, film or like trying to look <laughs> Not yeah. catching it, no, 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 very good at that. But just yeah, lots of um outrageous hedonistic behaviour behavior. at some of the parties, yeah, that we filmed. Which let's face it is actually kinda of cool. To well it watch, is kinda though, cool, it? yeah. Although yeah. you'd have been like sober, so it's probably a bit like, Well, not so much on the parties, no. We did join in a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the abroad ones where you had a nice hotel to go to and uh how many NDAs did you sign? Quite a few, yeah, lo- loads actually, especially for um, some of the really high-end weddings that, um, that you filmed. Yeah, I used to film weddings for um, another company. They were friends of mine and maybe two or three times a year I'd film for them because they needed big teams Yeah, and all their weddings were NDA'd and they were all like, you know, European royalty, Wow. Um, you know, A-list celebrities, actors, all yeah. sorts of things, models coming over and... Um, they were on another level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And often quite another level of naughtiness. And then this? The anything shop? strange happened with the shop? Uh, no, I think it's too early days, really. No, no. weird customers yet? Um, a few weird customers, yeah. Um, yeah, a few odd ones and a few, you know, they're not odd, not odd, not odd, nasty, just characters. Right. Just call them characters. So you don't get yeah. people like serial returners yet? You haven't got that kind of um, thing? No, no, nothing like that. Just people very that- sweet sort of people who you have to give a bit more time to and yeah. Um, yeah and a lot of people that come in for chats um not necessarily to buy which really? I really like yeah that's well, that is one of the really uh Cake, maybe, no, maybe. Quite yeah, nice. yeah yeah that is one of the nice things about the shop actually just uh meeting people um, um you know seeing people that I didn't even know lived here you know because that's quite interesting because you're describing yourself as being almost a bit shy when you were younger. Yeah, definitely. And yet all your jobs have been incredibly yeah, social. I know, I know. It's quite funny, isn't it? It's almost made me have to be, I think, the teaching was like the... wanted to be Yeah, well. probably. Yeah, because I, I wasn't unsure of what I thought. I was just shy about putting it forward. Yeah. Um, or reserved. I don't know. Didn't like the attention or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my questions is always, what what next? Yeah. And obviously we've talked about travelling with it. And yeah, travelling with it, buying. coming up with my own bespoke range of stuff, so developing my own designs, yeah. which would be really lovely. That's next on the list. Getting Just some... interiors or might you branch out into I think, fashion? No, 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 because I don't really do fashion. I don't do that, clothes. I was thinking you was dressing no, really coolly. I don't know. I, I wear the same pair of jeans I've had for like six years, you know, seven years. Oh. <laughs> I'm not really... I, I appreciate clothes, but I don't yeah. spend money on them. Yeah, um, yeah. Which you don't have to, but um, no, definitely homewares. So interiors, fabrics, um, rugs, that sort of thing, cushions. So yeah, I'd like to develop my own my own prints and things next sort of bespoke to the shop I think that's the next wow. step yeah well, and actually design the prints yeah yeah well. yeah go out to India and work with um block print artists and come up with an idea and colors and 
yeah, fabric colours and yeah, I think that's next, next year. And you'll only sell it in your own shop? Only in my shop, yeah. Maybe with my own tag on, you know, yeah. and then maybe do some wholesale. That's the, the other if thing. If you're going to start developing products, yeah. you could suddenly end up becoming a bit of a Well, you could become supplier. a wholesaler, yeah. you know, on a small to scale. Liberty, for example. Well, yes, you could, you could. You could very easily, um, as long as you get, you know, the right product. Right. So that's a never say never then, because I bloody love Liberty. I mean, I'd love to Oh, see. yeah. Yeah, Could you yeah. imagine seeing, going in and seeing your little corner? It would be quite cool, stuff. wouldn't it? A few little products, yeah. What advice, which might be a bit of obvious now, given what we've said, would you give your younger self? Um, I think I would... wish you'd known or...? I think just to believe in yourself a bit more and um, just um, don't doubt yourself. Yeah, trust your gut, definitely, because there's been a few times that I haven't and I've always been proven right that i should have yeah so gut instinct is a big thing to learn to trust i think um and just yeah i just believe you can do it which has happened i do think i can do things but it's taken a while and i feel like maybe i wasted a lot of time in my 20s thinking i couldn't while you were teaching yeah yeah and while i was working out what to do yeah um maybe if i'd been a bit bolder then who knows i don't know but maybe i needed to do do it the way I did it you know well do you and do you believe in sort of the universe and sort of paths that you're on that kind of thing things happen to some extent yeah to some extent a lot of it is luck I do think a lot of how people do is down to luck and how you know the luck of being healthy you know yeah and having people around you who will support you you know if I was trying to do this and I didn't have a Chris you know, at certain times it would have been really, really difficult. Um, if I hadn't, I don't know. It's it's so much down to luck, luck, and I know, I know everyone says it's hard work. It is hard work, but there is so much luck involved as well. You know, lots of people work really, really hard and don't get anywhere. Yeah, you know, they're working really, really, really hard, doing really horrible jobs, and they still don't get anywhere. So, yeah, a lot of it is luck. Um, right time, right place, isn't it? Um, But I think ultimately it's belief in yourself that you can do something. My final question is um, that I ask everyone is a bit of life advice to throw out into the world to anyone, men, women, children. A bit of life advice. (sighs) I'd say it sounds cheesy, but it's short. Life is really short and you've got to be doing things you enjoy. You know, it might not be your job because at the end of the day you've got to pay the rent and sometimes you just got to do a job you've got to do a job haven't you um but it's just making sure you have things in your life that you enjoy and that could be just spending time with family could be going for a walk you know being outdoors whatever it is just make sure you do that every day and have a little bit of time to yourself um invest in yourself i would say such good advice yeah and actually from a a couple of the women that I've interviewed have given a similar type of advice about just just find joy mm. find some joy in life it doesn't have to cost money yeah it's not you know about fancy holidays to try and find the joy in yeah every day try and find something that is good you yeah. know walking the dog I don't know <laughs> reading a book for 10 minutes yeah. whatever it is you know glass of wine just yeah glass of wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well Thank you very much, Francis. Thank you.
If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind the scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.